Oh, well, Hydra, this is the fringe. I didn't have anything open. Um, Jeff, can you clap? What the heck? Okay, there we go. Yes, we're, we're good. <laughs> I really should get myself a second one of those because there's not really a good place for me to put this one. Mm. Unless I... There's an idea. <laughs> sit over here and like straddle the corner of the yes. desk. So chaff. <laughs> oh darn, I thought you were going to like spin your chair around and talk through that into the microphone. For your own little mouth breath shield. <laughs> no, I don't have one. Um I'll just have to be careful. How long Principles of economics. Whose textbook is this? Fuck if I know. We're gonna, we're gonna put these CenturyLink uh, routers to good use for once. Yay. Hey, that's pretty good. Uh, maybe. Who closed this at all? Um, your microphone's not doing any sound at all. Wait a minute, I know why. Always helps to have it on. Yeah. Can't tell you how many times. My own experience on the tech crew. Microphone on. <laughs> and I forget, like, um, that these things have an on-off switch all the time, because when you have them plugged into XLR, yeah. that switch doesn't do anything. It's only for USB. Yeah, a lot of um, mics, if you just plug in the XLR, it's just feeding through it. Kind mm -hmm. of like Wizard's Bud. Uh, okay, let's see. I'm going to pull up those show notes. Oh, this is going to be a terrible system. <laughs> Maybe I should pull it up on my laptop. On your handy-dandy laptop? Yes. Ooh. It's honestly been a while since I've had these things in the grip. <laughs> Looks so adorable over there. So adorbs. Okay, let's see. I suppose I can check and see what number episode this is going to be. Number 26. It's so funny that we have three shows on the network that are supposedly two, like, bi-weekly. <laughs> every two weeks sure and there hasn't been another episode of of the other two since i posted the last episode of this one. Oh, lovely and it'll and on saturday is is the two week mark so mm -hmm. <laughs> um where was i okay so if we go scroll all the way back up i said 26 right yes so 26 what program do you use to record? Audacity. Okay, just straight up Audacity. Thought so. I don't know why. It's just one of my irks where 
you know, as the needle go, it, the needle goes all the way to the right, and then it adds a little more. Goes all the way way to the right, adds more, as opposed to the needle just staying in one. I don't know. Needle. Well, you see the little red tracker thing mm-hmm. going across. I would call that. Oh, needle. yeah, yeah. The um, right. Um, just watching it go back, doink, back, doink. See, when you first said that I was envisioning, like, on an actual analog soundboard, you know, like, the needles that indicate, like, how, like, how loud the decibels are, yeah. Or, like, Richter scale. (laughs) They measure how loud the earthquakes are. Uh, 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 um... Oh, yeah, do I? Wait. Oh, I already took my one second of video today. I'm good. Oh, your one one second of video? Yeah, um, inspired by Brian Mitchell, I started, uh, I downloaded this app called One Second Every Day, mm-hmm. um, and it just, like, sends you a notification every day reminding you, like, hey, don't forget to take a one second of video today, and then either, like, at the end of the year or, if, like, at the end of three months or whatever, you can, you know, have it put together all of those one seconds into a... Into those time lapse day by day kind video of things. Yeah. Why a one second video as opposed to just taking a picture? Um, because when you a lot put... a lot of times they are pretty equivalent. It's true, but sometimes I can get like you know there, there's more information that you get in in a one second video than in just like a picture. Um, yeah, I get that. It's just most of the times. You don't actually use that extra information. Right. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I honestly haven't seen one where they use the extra information, but if there um, are applications, then I could... I've kind of experimented with, like, doing, like, panning shots so uh, that I can show, like, uh, a whole area. This is where I've been today. It's, it's hard to do that within one second and not have it be, like, too fast. Yeah, too know? blurry. Yeah. What now? What not? Yeah. Um, okay... Looks like both of our computers are going. I'm ready. You've got the show notes pulled up. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, cool. The specs are all. It was so funny, like looking at a picture of uh, from like iFixit of their breakdown, you know. Mm-hmm. And they like, you know, after they unscrewed the back and just took it off, I was like, Those things make me cringe. Those videos make me cringe so bad. <laughs> I mean, they're doing it for science, but yeah. at the same time. And I mean, usually they do them in such a way that you know it can be put together again. Oh yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, these are all just like Phillips head screws. Yeah. That's it, awesome. it really. Oh, is easy. oh wait, these ones have. There's trip like try yeah try screws okay weird um but yeah no so they they like took the back off of it and I saw the fan and and cooling system in there and everything I'm like this just looks like a laptop but like small yeah <laughs> um okay I'm gonna put in a marker um, here we go this is such an awkward okay awkward setup is awkward we're just gonna point that that way and if something goes ter- terribly wrong with the recording over there let me know mm. <sighs> have you ever tried uh plugging in your pixel phone to the switch since I you have you know have not, two-sided I, I do have the two-sided i've not tried that at all i don't know i think that it would probably actually it's a good question because i would like to think that the switch would instinctively think oh this is a power source that i can pull from mm-hmm. but i would imagine my phone would think the same thing too well, do you know what happens when you plug two android phones into each other no they ask you which one do you want to use like to charge the other one oh. yeah so i don't know if the switch actually we can just find out right now yes 
we try it out, and it turns out this is the secret of transferring your game save files. <laughs> Let's turn the switch on. There's a button. Live on air. Yes, too bad. Nobody can actually watch this. <laughs> so it's actually draining from the switch because my phone says it's charging. Okay. And it didn't prompt to ask at all. Let's see. And if we tell Android to supply power... Now, it looks like the switch does not support... Drawing power from another USB Type-C device? That's bizarre. <laughs> that is the opposite of what I would have uh, that's guessed. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Yeah, because people, some people do have those um, portable charging packs for their Switch, and so mm -hmm. obviously with those, it works just fine to oh, draw yeah, power yeah, yeah. from. Because but... there's nothing complicated going on there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, USB Type-C, a fascinating and, and promising and terrifying thing <laughs> that I want, I'm going to do a, a full, like, extra dimension episode about in the future. <laughs> um, let's see, did we, did we cover battery life pretty well there? Um, oh. I'm guessing. Because there's a few, um, um, a few mini games. one, um... One that was, I feel like it was shown off in um, trailers and stuff more often than others, was one where you hold the Joy-Con and it's supposed to be a box with X number of marbles into it. Ah, uh, and then and you so have to you, guess. And you have to guess based on just rolling the um, Joy-Con around in your hand and feeling how many um, marbles there are in that. And you'd be surprised how well that actually works. Mm. Like, it, you can really tell um, just holding the Joy-Con, it really does feel like something's moving from one end of it to the other. Um, and there's a couple of other games. Um, there's one that's basically this safe-cracking game. Where, oh! Um, two, one, two, switch! <laughs> one, two, switch. Here we go. So like I said, it's... <laughs> that is very loud! Yes, it is very loud. Um, oh, yeah. When you, on startup for 1-2-Switch, you have, instead of, like, press press A to start or press any button to start, you have to shake the Joy-Con a certain amount until it registers. So you've got a left and a right, and you can see the little fills up until the top says, <laughs> okay. That's so goofy. Yeah. It that, is. Whole, that whole game is so goofy. Yeah, it is pretty goofy. Um which can be, I mean, which is fun to play once or twice. Um, um, okay, I definitely haven't played this in a while, and so it is. There we go. There we go. Um, so ball count. Another... <laughs> yeah, if you just. Um, if you click A to start a mini game or like just hover, hover over it long enough, it, it eventually just starts the this tutorial demo video of awkward people doing it. So then you press any button so it registers. And so right now it actually shows you the box so you can kind of see and feel. Mm -hmm. And so you just need to try it enough. Um, so okay, so it is showing. It's showing me that there were two, and that's what I was feeling. Yeah, and so now you can't see anything, and you have to try to guess. Oh yeah. 
Forget you actually have to sit it down. And then you see who is actually right. I've played it a few times, so obviously, like, the the real, for this particular game, the real trick to it is to, like, do it very slowly. Mm -hmm. If you do it slow enough, where you just have it completely horizontal and just slowly work from one side to the other, you can feel it go down, um, like, single file one at a time, and you can actually count it out. But so, like, in this, like, you can really tell that there's a lot... A lot going on in the actual Joy-Con to be able to give you that kind of rumble feel feedback mm -hmm. to give you such subtle subtle vibrations to feel that. Maybe my Joy-Con's a little too far away to register. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Doink. Nice. But yeah, and yeah. so, like, I'm... about this to me is that earlier today when <laughs> I was uh, cleaning off a carrot mm -hmm. I was using my fingernail to kind of like scrape you know like the gunk off of it you know oh off of the peeler and whatnot and I and I um and I and I got a shard of <laughs> of uh carrot in my other thumb my right thumb and oh, that was like bleeding a little bit. Yeah. Fingernail and stuff. So, so this, so my right thumb is still tender. Now my left thumb is like actively bleeding. By the way, while you were gone, I got a very choice burp taken for you. <laughs> Great. Um, um, but yeah, like taking it, um, the strap off. Let's here. Unlock it. Push the button, and then push on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you when you actually that well that actually wasn't too much force on there so yeah and that's another thing that sometimes people forget is you gotta push the button too to unlock it right to push it out and god help you if you put the strap on backwards <laughs> i have done that before and uh in the moment i absolutely freaked out because i have heard stories of where people had just had it stuck Mm -hmm. on their joy cons uh it's like trying to put the uh s pen back into whichever samsung note it was <laughs> yeah upside exactly down. The pro because the problem is the button to release it is on one side and now the lock you have put on the other side mm -hmm. um but i did manage to just force it out <laughs> and with like a bow it's not that bad like because you're just tilting it very slightly to aim for a wide range but for some things um because there are some puzzles that incorporate motion controls there's some shrines in the game where you go up to this little pedestal thing and then uh you look off and there's this little maze thing like you've done the little little hand game where you've got the little ball in a maze and you move the maze around mm -hmm. to get the ball into the hole in the middle it's that exact same thing right um in the game and so like if you're doing that in handheld mode that's, it makes perfect sense. Um, it it does, and it kind of doesn't. Like the the first the first shrine I came to that did that had that kind of thing. You weren't just trying to move the ball around to get into a hole. You were um, you had to work it around um, to get to this um, one runway um, because it did have to eventually get into a hole. But mm -hmm. so you've got this floating maze platform thing, and then you've got a ramp, and there's a slight gap between them. So you had to work the ball around to this middle runway, 
and then like work it down to the run to to the end of the runway and then flip it up at the last second okay. so that you would flip the huh. so you would flip it up in the air a little bit to get onto the ramp to get into the hole and trying to do that in handheld mode is weird because you're trying to get that last second flick but you're also like looking at the screen as you're trying to flick it and mm-hmm. that was um a little bit annoying to try to do but for a lot of applications it does make a lot of sense um the funny thing with those kind of puzzles in the shrines is some of them are very exploitable one in particular like um if you looked it up on youtube it's always the same shrine that pops up all the time um the ball like the ball you're rolling around the maze doesn't just wasn't isn't just magically there it like falls from this um pipe in the ceiling that drops the ball oh um and so if it ends up falling off of the maze which is um part of the challenge in it because some of the sides of it don't have um guards it, it on respawns it respawns from just, that pipe again yes and so sounds like portal <laughs> yeah and so one thing you can do is you can just flip that entire maze platform upside down and the bottom oh. part is just completely flat oh and so you see some cool. people, yeah, some people posted videos of them just flipping it upside down and then um, flipping the ball onto the ramp from the maze from from there. Which, so you just like you just lay down on your back with your with your switch above your head, like looking you, at it. Um, if you're in handheld mode, yes. If you're not, you just flip the controller upside down, <laughs> and it's really easy to do um, that way. Um, I was not good enough to do that because you know with that flat surface that the ball is on. That runway gives you a slight tab on one side of it. Okay. Um, and so that's still the part that gives you the most run up into flicking it. So <laughs> I personally wasn't good enough to try to do that, but a lot of people were. And even still, it's just comical to be able to, air quote, break the puzzle like that. Right. You just flip it completely upside down. Um, and those puzzles were also a little bit annoying in that the um, – I have it written down here. What's what's the what's the right word? Reconfigured calibrated. It got a little bit miscalibrated is the word that I'm looking um for because you've got this floating platform that mm-hmm. you're rotating um with your controller in your hand or you know the whole thing as a whole. And unless you're being very slow about it, it can be um calibrated so you know where was what what started off as like the zero state i'm holding my controller like this mm-hmm. and the platform is like that after you move it around a bit you get back to the zero state in your hands with the controllers and the platform is at a completely different angle right and so the way you easily take care of that was you can just step away from you can have link step away from that magic pedestal mm-hmm. um and then the platform stays where it is um, and then you can just kind of gather yourself, um, figure out how you want to hold your controller, go back up to the pedestal, um, start back up. And that's mm-hmm. kind of your new zero, um, zero state. So there'd be a number of times where I would get the ball to the spot where I want. It's like, okay, now re re, um, rotate it so that this, the platform is at the nice zero state, step away from the podium, step back up to the podium, put my controller in the nice zero state, and then continue. I, th- I find it funny that we still have that problem because that reminds me of, like, you know, a math teacher using a smart board in, like, 2005, you know, and it's like, oh, got to recalibrate the pens so that it's at the correct spot on the projector. And... Yeah, exactly. And so just with the Joy-Con controller and the, the, that particular puzzle in the game, 
you it's just that you can move the controller faster than the than the Joy-Con and the game will recognize, mm. I guess. And so that's probably where the calibration gets off. Mm-hmm. Um, um You know what handheld mode always makes me think of? Hmm. Those like Android gaming tablets that that they were trying to make a thing in like you know 2012 did not 2000, a thing. 2013 yeah um man that had so much promise I I just I think that the problem was that Android as a platform didn't have a whole lot of games out there that assumed that you were using a controller so mm-hmm. yeah um the only other note I have about handheld mode um was about the 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 puzzle stuff about how it sometimes becomes miscalibrated mm-hmm. and so it feels more annoying when you you've got the screen that you're looking on that's at a weird angle as you're trying to play as opposed to if you like just had one Joy-Con in your hand and it got miscalibrated well it's a pretty small thing and it's not what you're looking at so you could just keep going with it anyway right. as opposed to in handheld mode you would really want to air quote recalibrate um the puzzle on it and I mentioned it to you before we started recording, but there was one group that has, or at least had, it's it's probably the the campaign's probably finished, but an Indiegogo um, campaign where they built their own um, their own air quote dock, so that it was very portable, where it was just um, kind of like how the current Chromecast is, where you've got some round knobby end with a flat cable that you plug one end to the switch and you plug one end into your hdmi and at least when they were still running the campaign it would only cost you sixty dollars like contribute sixty dollars and then you get one for free um out of it i don't know what their planned retail price is on it but so even then that's still sixty dollars yeah i know but and it seems to me that like if they are able to sell those to their backers for sixty dollars that means that they probably aren't just buying the existing docks, taking the electronics out and putting the packaging the electronics into their new dock. Exactly. You know? There would be no possible that would way have... to do it and make it cheaper without losing money. Exactly. Unless they're unless their plan is to lose money for the greater good, because <laughs> so many people are willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As far as. So one th- the, support the one that. thing that really puzzles me about their approach to this online stuff mm-hmm. is, like, for example, the Parental Controls app. It's an app it's a, for a separate a device. Yeah. yeah. That then, you a know. smart device. They've been calling everything smart device. Right. A smart device app for you to. Which is funny because it, does, it doesn't include Windows Phone, of course. No. You know, it's just iOS and Android. Nope. Um, but, yeah, so, like, if, if you are a parent who... I don't know, doesn't have a smart device. Like, I don't, is there, there, there's no parental controls on the, on the switch itself. Is that correct? Not that I'm aware of. No. Yeah. yeah it's all through the, all through the app, mm-hmm. which if you don't have the smart device to be able to use for it, then yeah, you wouldn't be able to do, but do anything. But these days, a, most people do B if a family has, um, it has the ability to buy a switch they probably also have like a tablet of some sort possibly but i mean like you know my my family has uh a wii you know in their house mm-hmm. but my like my mother is never gonna have a smartphone you know what i mean like Just the brick it's yeah <laughs> um no she uses the home phone the landline land yeah 
my mother, the Luddite. <laughs> um, and but yeah, so like, it, I, I'm also curious about like what happens if, since this is a mobile device, the kid walks out of Wi-Fi range, right? The parent changes the uh, parental control settings. Mm, the switch doesn't be, get that you, signal. The switch also has airplane mode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, if you're a kid, you could just like turn it off if you know that your parents are going to, you know, turn on some restrictions or whatever. Like, um, just just radio silence, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, the same thing with like the the uh, chatting app for for um, you know, like like uh, yeah, um, you would I voice calling the people who you're playing yeah, with. I haven't is, done that, but I would imagine you would need to make sure your switch and your phone are on the same network. Which for most people, that's not an yeah, issue. But yeah. me personally, I've got a um, router that puts out two signals. So I have had issues like that with my like with my Chromecast before, uh-huh. where my phone's on one Wi-Fi, but my Chromecast is the other one. And right. I forget to have to switch over. <laughs> Why isn't it working? <laughs> so I personally would definitely have that problem. Yeah, yeah, and um, and it's just yeah, it's just like why why can't you build those things into the console itself as well as having this app? that's separate i don't yeah i don't that's get it. something nintendo's gotten a lot of flack for is their well with their online services that it's not just what everyone else is doing because um sony and microsoft have it pretty well figured out where you know things run fine mm-hmm. with the way they are but nintendo being nintendo coming up with new ways to do stuff personally i'm not shocked that somebody came around and said well hey with this kind of device device just about everybody now has a has a smartphone yeah so why not instead of putting extra stuff into the into the switch like you just want to go on the switch and get into the game and go why not have them so that you can manage all that stuff in on your phone while you're playing and in between mm-hmm. matches and stuff and nintendo being nintendo i'm not shocked that they're the people <laughs> that tried this out differently and i feel like there could have been a way where they could implement it nicely but as of right now i personally haven't tried it at all because i didn't i don't have splatoon 2 and i didn't do the demos right um do you have to be joff the most that i've played any single game on steam is about 120 hours um so one of the one of the features for one of the um um what's the word i'm looking for expansion pack um, uh-huh. features for um breath of the wild for the first pack is the map feature well well, a okay. map feature which tracks where you have been the last 200 hours of gameplay okay and they they must have um when they first made the game they must have built it with that in mind because when i um downloaded the expansion pass i already had all of my user time, like all of, all of the places that I've been up to that point, already there. Mm-hmm. So they must have built this tracking thing in when the game when they initially made the game, mm-hmm. and then the expansion pass was just implementing it into the map. Right, and that tracks, and that tracks the last two hundred hours mm-hmm. of of your playtime. Have which, you, have you, it has it started uh, disappearing stuff from the beginning yet? Well, no, because I haven't even gotten to 200 hours okay. yet, and I still have so much that I need to do in it yet. Um, but so, yeah, um, Breath of the Wild, 120 hours or more, and then very ne- negligible time for other things, um, because I've played a few demos of games, 
and then mm -hmm. 10 plus hours of Mario Kart. Um, actually, one thing that um, I also thought of, since my favorite mobile game is Hearthstone, <laughs> <laughs> um, is since since Nintendo is you know requiring users to pay for the online system in order to play online right mm -hmm. um is that going to prevent games like hearthstone which could on a technical level run on the switch very easily you know mm -hmm. um is that going to prevent them from ever making it to the system because like nintendo forces the developers to use nintendo's own server structure right mm -hmm. like or or would this would this kind of fragment the multiplayer base into like everybody who's on the switch can play hearthstone against each other and everybody who's not on the switch can play against each other you know because like i can play against people on pc when i'm on my tablet mm -hmm. for example yeah um which that's it's, another that's another question that um will be unanswered until like it actually gets to the point of them trying to implement that mm -hmm. um i'm not too familiar with hearthstone in general but as far as the um the scenario of you know people on the switch only be able to play other people on the switch that's a bit of an of an industry standard as is isn't it with um yeah. console gaming I where xbox can only play I, I i really yeah that mm -hmm. and that's another reason why i went with um pc master race yeah um <laughs> although now now that i think about it um at E3, Microsoft was talking about the future for Minecraft, and they were making mm -hmm. a big deal about uh, the fact that Minecraft on all platforms was going to be cross-platform play, mm. except for mobile, so Pocket Edition, and um, the old Java version. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, but all other versions were going to be, like, compatible with each other. Which would include which includes the, the Switch. Switch. It's yeah. already out there um, for the Switch, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess so, so I guess Nintendo isn't, uh, you know, being as, as closed off as, uh, as I feared. Yeah, hopefully stuff... Hopefully, with Minecraft being so big, that can kind of work... Kind of work the proverbial foot into the proverbial door for making things cross-platform mm -hmm. multiplayer playable nicely hopefully i still uh i remember fondly how valve tried so hard to get portal 2 to be like the first big game that was cross-platform play between pc mm. ps3 and xbox 360 and literally like a month after that game launched like so that they weren't able to get microsoft on board for it but mm. they were able to get sony on board for it um <laughs> which meant that like you could friend people on the PlayStation network from Steam. Mm -hmm. But then literally a month after uh Portal 2 came out, we had the giant like PlayStation network uh hacking and you know yeah. everything was down and fires all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So at least at launch Reggie really stressed how they wanted to try to keep a continuous uh, a solid continuous stream of games going out there where you didn't have like long periods of time without a game coming out mm -hmm. for the first year. It's seems to be going all right, but can they keep up that pace of every other month, every two, three months throughout its entire lifetime? We'll have to wait and see on that um, sheer number of games. There's a lot out there. Um, and then um, third party support. We, you did not have a lot of third party support on it because yeah. it was Ubisoft it was, was like the only one 
And after like a year or two, they were like, okay, this isn't going well. We're just going to yeah, no. stop. Didn't like, was it, was it EA who at launch said they were planning to, but then ended up pulling out. So they ended up not developing anything. Ooh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I remember that uh, one of the EA guys who they had at the announcement of the Switch was like, yeah, I love Nintendo so much. I named my first child Luigi. And I was like, are you serious right now? <laughs> Robin Williams named his daughter Zelda. Too. Um, I'm honestly not overly optimistic about Skyrim on the Switch because I just feel like the 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 time has kind of come and gone for for Skyrim. It's a great game and being able to play it on the go with Switch is great, but if you really wanted to play Skyrim, I feel like 95% of those people already have it and already have already played it. Well, to be fair, I have been wanting to play it for a very long time. I own it. I think I own it. <laughs> I haven't played it yet, you know. So <laughs> so it'll so you'll you'll buy the Switch so you can play Skyrim on the go, right? Um well, I mean, it would be very very nice if I could easily just play my existing copy of Skyrim on the go. Yeah. You know, that like that that is honestly this this console's killer feature. Um, is not having to leave your, like, you know, big AAA titles behind when you leave the house. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so I'm more concerned about what's going to happen with, well, that particular part tar- partnership with Bethesda after Skyrim. Right. Like, is there mm-hmm. their next um, actual big name game, is that going to be available on the Switch or not? It's um, relatively speaking a lot easier to port Skyrim over because it was originally launched on the Xbox 360 and PS3. Yeah. So I mean, not that those architectures are anywhere near similar to, you know, no, the Nvidia but Tegra. As, yeah, but just as far as like um, very general hardware um, limitations, mm-hmm. two generations ago. Yes. One generation ago. One. Yeah. One, <laughs> sorry. Last gen games on a current gen console shouldn't be mm-hmm. shouldn't be overly complicated and so you know moving forward are we going to get other bethesda games on there so i'm just really hoping that um bethesda's experience with nintendo like their actual um experience with working with nintendo is good yeah so that they'll be motivated to work with them again and that it that skyrim gets a decent um, but honestly, a mediocre number of sales. If those two things happen, I think it's a win, and hopefully Bethesda continues to work with mm-hmm. Nintendo on developing games for the Switch. And hopefully they can keep the third-party support going on the Switch. Yep, that that is definitely key. Yeah, and that we won't see until, until we move forward into the future. Mm-hmm. So. And there have been a number of people out there who have done, like, art renderings of, like, di- basically different um, shell moldings for Joy-Con controllers that you could slide into the Switch. Okay. That um, that basically just end up making them bigger um, so that in handheld mode you would have uh, uh, bigger buttons and Joy-Cons and stuff to work with. Oh, I saw one on there with someone basically just photoshopped. Um, they took the GameCube controller, split in half, and stuck those on the... On the two sides of the mm-hmm. um, of the console itself, which personally, the GameCube controller is my favorite controller ever. Just the, just <laughs> you're the ergonomic, a weirdo. Just the ergonomic. It's the feel of it is very ergonomic, um, particularly with like the triggers. Like if Nintendo came out with, um, hey, we're bringing back the um, GameCube controller and we're just adding the 
L3, R3 with the con- the control stick buttons mm-hmm. and add a second shul- um, um, bumper on mm-hmm. the left side, I would totally buy that. <laughs> I love the feel of it. Oh, man. Um... Um, let's see, motion controls and games. Yeah, we talked I, about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, cartridge is back. <laughs> Can we please talk about how the bean cartridge is back? I love it. <laughs> um, which, honestly, why did, like, with the knowledge I have now versus back when I was a kid when the GameCube was out there, um, like, before um, that time, um, you know, there was the big switch from cartridges to to optical drives yeah cartridges to cds but now i have a degree in computer science and i know that uh solid um solid state memory um the cartridges we have now not the ones from back then but the cartridges we have now are much faster than optical drives yeah so, so actually crash course games did uh a, an entire video about this really? um back in the 90s especially uh solid state storage couldn't be very big, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, otherwise, it just got way too expensive. CDs, uh, you know, you could, could hold a lot, a lot of... On there, yep. and that was at the time where they're making the jump from 2D to 3D yep. as well. Yep, So, so and, and, they, and they... But, you know, CDs, of course, were very, very slow, which is why, like, the PS2 was the first um, console where we really started to see loading screens mm-hmm. uh, being a thing. And... Yeah, so it's always about that trade-off of, like, do I need more storage or do I need faster? And you so know? at the time, they just needed more storage. But now, you mm-hmm. can get the more storage and yeah. the speed now. But you'll notice that, like, for um, portable devices, like the Game Boy DS's mm-hmm. Switch, you know, it's always been important to not have a moving component inside that can skip and you know like yeah exactly get, get damaged and stuff so that's why cartridges have always been what was used on on portable devices mm-hmm. yeah neat actually fun fact um the original 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 ipod <laughs> had a spinning hard drive inside it oh did it now? yeah yeah it did <laughs> i'm sure that worked out wonderfully in beta testing those things were freaking bricks oh man um, but yeah, I love going back to cartridges now. <laughs> I just, I love that they have a decent, um, online shop, you know, that is like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like, you know, it, I mean, I heard horror stories about people who like bought games digitally from Nintendo in the past and then they like lost the DS that they bought it on and oh. it's gone, you know, it's tied to that hardware. It sounds kind like, of like the game save files now. Yeah. Well, that was not the, the software to run the game. It's just the game save. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that is a much, much better, uh, situation to be in for yes, sure. Definitely much better. Yeah. Shop has been nice. I honestly just hop onto the eShop like every couple of weeks just to see what new stuff is out there. And they've got like new, they really mm-hmm. do have new stuff coming out there on the eShop all the time. And like even something as simple as the fact that the eShop is visible from a browser yes. in on a regular computer is like, oh my gosh, Nintendo, you finally understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely did not have that with the, with the Wii. Um, that was my last experience with it. And we, mm-hmm. we bought, I think we bought one game from the um, virtual console um, for the Wii. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely much better and nicer now. And then they're starting to catch on with some things better than others. 
<laughs> cough, cough, online service, cough, cough. Hey. Woo. I told you we would not Two be short. I told you we would not be short on material. I told you. Oh, man. So, so, I mean, now we have the opposite problem that I have to, like, listen through and figure out, like, okay, I, there's the moment where I'm bleeding. I need to cut all of that out. There is, you know, the, I, there, there's many, many tangents that I'm sure I'm going to be like, I don't need that. Oh, yeah, you're going to have a fun time. Mm-hmm. Which means, one. which means that this is not going to go up on Saturday like I thought. Oh, no. Which is fine because I have... Maybe a, you could just take little snippets as a teaser. I have I have another uh, review of um, the Nexus player that uh, Ryan and I reviewed, or, like, recorded last month, so... I have material ready. Yeah, it doesn't help that... I don't know. I feel like there's just more to review with a console. Oh, for sure, for, for sure. Yeah, for a num- as opposed to a number of different things, like a phone or something. Because at least a third of the conversation has to be about games that you're playing on it mm-hmm. alrighty so I will stop this and stop the other one